Welcome everyone to Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Silior, and today uh, I know that I said in the last episode we were going to be doing the DS games because they were a continuation of Toon Link, but I am going to call a little bit of an audible and say logically and go with the Minish Cap. So I apologize if you're looking for the DS games, Phantom Hourglass, and the game Spirit Tracks, but I just felt like it made more sense to go chronologically. So we are going to be talking about Minish Cap today, but before we get to that, we do have a bit of news. So there is a Pokemon Direct that is announced for this Wednesday, August 18th. So I am really looking forward to that. It is going to be another presentation on the Gen 4 remakes. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, as well as Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Arceus, however you pronounce that. I honestly don't know. But, um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I will probably be sharing posts on social media about that when that happens. So until then, stay tuned. So also in the news, we had an indie presentation. So um, let's talk about those a little bit. So yeah, that was uh, some pretty big news. So. I'm going to kind of give a brief description of everything that was shown and a lot of this is out now. So first up we've got Axiom Verge 2. So um, I'll be completely honest, I don't really know much about these games but it kind of looks like a Metroid style game and well there is a very brief description here on the Kotaku article that I've got. It says, a new hero explores the bizarre Metroidvania world of Thomas Hap's Axiom Verge. So yeah, this is a, a sequel, so I've never played the first one. Uh, next up, we've got Boyfriend Dungeon. It's a dungeon crawling dating sim from Kit Fox Games. And then uh, after that, we've got garden story you solve puzzles and build gardens more more what more can you want um i must say the picture that i'm seeing in this kotaku article the game has a very uh earthbound look to it like the graphics look straight out of earthbound so that strikes a chord with me then we got islanders uh, colon console edition. It's from Grizzly Games and Coat Sync. Islanders is a cool little game about building up small civilizations on tiny islands. So uh, then we've got Necro Barista colon final pour. <laughs> uh, that, that's funny. Um, it's who doesn't want to play a game about serving the dead their final drinks. So actually. I like games like this, so I have an Android phone, but when I did have a um, an Apple phone, I think I mentioned this on the show before, there were Apple exclusive games called Bar Oasis, so um, basically, it, I mean, you're playing as a bartender, 
and you interact with the customers and then you serve them drinks and you make real drinks uh, from recipes. You can actually take these recipes to a bar and have the bartender make it. And there was another game recently on the Switch. Uh, God, that's going to bug me. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. I mentioned this on the show, I think, when Durko was still around. Uh, It was kind of the same thing, but it was with coffee instead of alcohol. So apparently, but I mean, it was set in a fantasy world, too. Like you're dealing with all these fantasy type people. And this kind of sounds similar, but with uh, the undead, I guess. I, I, I guess I'll have to look into it because, like I said, that does sound like something I would play. So um, after that, we've got, let's see here, Eastward. It, this comes out September 16th. And it says, Eastward from Pixpill slash Chucklefish. <laughs> Chucklefish. Uh, it's an emotional post-apocalyptic adventure starring a hard-working miner and a young girl on a journey to not be too much like The Last of Us. Okay, then. So, after that, we've got Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, it's a really cool Tetris game for the Switch. Uh, the Switch already has a Tetris game, but okay. Um, that comes out October 8th. And now we've got Toem. T-O-E-M uh, dash fall. Tome is a, okay, uh, fall is actually the release date. It doesn't have a set date, but it just says fall. Tome is a neat little adventure in which the player solves problems by snapping photos, which sounds simply delightful. I love these descriptions of these games. Um, now we've got Loop Hero, and this is set to be released around the holidays. It's uh, Everybody loves Loop Hero. I should not have to explain Loop Hero. That is such a brilliant description, uh, saying you don't have to describe it. Okay. Um, so now we've got Shovel Knight Pocket Edition, and this is also set to be released in the holidays. Um, it's Shovel Knight, only with three matching, or so with uh, match three puzzles, also known as everything I want in one place. So yes, um, I do love me some matching games. I do have a few on my phone myself, and I have never played Shovel Knight, so who knows? Maybe I'll check that out. Um, now we have some games that are not set to be released until next year. We've got Bomb Rush Cyber Funk from Team Reptile. This is pretty much Jet Set Radio, and there ain't no one gonna tell me different. If it comes out and is nothing like Jet Set Radio, I will eat my hat. Alright, I would uh, like to see that. So, alright, now we've got Far Colon Changing Tides. More post-apocalyptic, easy for me to say. Vehicle adventures from the makers of Far Colon Lonely Sails. So now we got Metal Slug Tactics. This is a fresh take on one of gaming's most storied run-and-gun shooter series. Now with a lot more thinking. I didn't know run-and-gun games really had a lot of thinking. But I guess this one will. So that is it for the Indie Direct. Now for some uh, Nintendo-oriented uh, movie news. Idris Elba has been cast as Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And I think this is just absolutely brilliant. So I recently watched uh, 
the Suicide Squad, the new one um, from James Gunn that's got John Cena and Idris Elba and a uh, really interesting take on Polka Dot Man and uh, Sylvester Stallone was great as King Shark. So Idris Elba, I haven't watched a lot of his work outside of the MCU and the DCEU. Um, like I haven't seen Dark Tower, but everything I've seen has been awesome. Like it has been so well done by him. So I guess I'm really excited to see how he plays Knuckles the Echidna. So yeah, that's that's really awesome. So all right, so next up is another article from Nintendo Life that uh, has to do with 20 games that Nintendo needs to bring to the Super Nintendo Switch online service. And I don't know, I, I think that some of these have some issues, like they, some of them won't be, but I have to say that everything that I see I do agree with, at least stuff that I'm familiar with. And first up we've got Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. So I've only played bits and pieces of this. I've never actually sat down and played the entire game, but it is a really highly rated game and it actually was on the Super Nintendo Classic console, so I don't see why this isn't on the Super Nintendo online service yet. So I really hope it does soon. And there's more on this list that I think would be, that are essential and I'm surprised there aren't yet, but that is one of them. So next up is ActRaiser. And I don't really know much about this game. I'd never even heard of this game, but it looks like a, like a side-scroller beat-em-up set in a fantasy world. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't really know anything about this game, but why not? So next up is SimCity. And this also had a, you know, PC release, but it was indeed on the Super Nintendo. So yeah, basically you build your own city, watch events happen, watch disasters happen, you know, make sure that your townspeople are happy. So. Again, I, I don't know why not. So, um, all right, next up is Axe Relay, or no, sorry, Axelay, A-X-E-L-A-Y. And this is another one that I don't really know about, but it was on the Wii U Virtual Console. It's kind of a, a space shooter, kind of like Star Fox. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, Alright, next up is Fire Emblem Mystery of the Emblem. So this was originally on the Super Famicom, but they have released Famicom and Super Famicom games in English, like, you know, not just in Japanese. So this was, if I, if I remember right, this was eventually remade in English. So... Yeah, I mean, I would think it would be really cool to see, you know, more Fire Emblem translated to, or localized, you know, outside of Japan. And this is one that has Marth, so people know Marth, they should release it outside the U.S. 
Our next step is UN Squadron. This is another one that I'm not really familiar with, uh, but it looks like a, a flight, you know, fighting, you know, flying game. So yeah, I don't I don't really know much about it other than that. So other, uh, you know, games that should be released on the Super Nintendo online. There's a period Parodius Parodius. Proteus, yes, that sounds right. Uh, it says, if the UN Squadron is a little too serious for your taste, then this game is for you. Proteus shares some DNA with Gradius, which we all know. So, um, but it's not, but it's a lot easier to master due to its gentler, gentler difficulty curve. So, okay. All right, so now let's move on to Shadowrun. So Shadowrun, I don't really know about this one either. So this guy's got a lot of deep cuts, whoever wrote this article. Um, it's a Nintendo Life article, so wow. Um, so Shadowrun lacks polish, but for the most part the game is challenging, fun with atmospheric music, interesting characters, and a gripping narrative that makes each playthrough an absolute joy. Okay, that doesn't really say anything about the game itself. So I, I guess there's also a sequel. So, all right, um, next up is a game I am really familiar with, and that is NBA Jam. Now, what can we say about NBA Jam? Um, it's amazing, I had so much fun playing this, and you know, everybody had, there were so many playground legends about this game as to who is featured as hidden characters like i heard beavis and butthead i heard so many people um yeah i would have to say this is essential like get on this nintendo okay so now we've got chrono trigger so this is another essential game that should be on there now it was on the nes class or the super nintendo classic um so yeah, I, I think that, that would be amazing. Um, next up is another game that I'm really familiar with and that is Turtles in Time. Um, I don't know if this is possible, um, mainly because of licensing issues, but this is another game that every Super Nintendo owner is familiar with. So here's hoping. Um, next up is uh, International Super, or sorry, yeah, Superstar Soccer. Um, I haven't really played many soccer games, or I guess uh, people in the UK would say football, um, British football, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, I think there are soccer games on the Super Nintendo or the NES uh, library already. I don't know about the Super Nintendo. So, I mean, why not? Um, here's another one, Terranigma. Terranigma. I'm not really familiar with this, but it's kind of a, an action RPG like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy, so couldn't go wrong with that. Um, here's another one I'm really familiar with, and that is Street Fighter Alpha 2. Um, I think this was on the Super Nintendo Classic. Um, one of them was there was a Super Nintendo or there was a Street Fighter game on the Super Nintendo Classic. So again, why not? Um, I guess it technically already is a part of the um, 
on the switch. You play as unicycles and you, I think you, you race each other. Yeah, you race along these tracks and then you get points for doing stunts and tricks. So I think that could be a lot of fun. I completely forgot about that game. I remember playing that game in junior high school with somebody and I didn't even know what the name of the game was. Okay, here's another one that I think would probably be hard to pull off, but I think could also be really fun, and that is Super Star Wars. So, um, I would hope that there is a way to bring this to the Super Nintendo library, but I don't know. Um, I would imagine there'd be a lot of licensing issues with that. But here's hoping. I mean, it, it would be fun to play. Um, next we got, we got Super Bomberman, uh, I don't really think I need to go into that, why not, it should be. Uh, we got Cybernator, and I, that's another one I don't really know about, but, um, it looks fun, uh, basically you just suit up in cybernetic wear and go kill people. And, and then we've got Legend of the Mystical Ninja, um, I haven't played it, but I've, I know about it, and I think that could be a lot of fun. I don't know if it's possible. I, there might be some issues with Konami, but who knows. Finally, we've got one that I have been harping on since day one, and that is Earthbound. I don't know why it's not. I've been It's been driving me crazy that this is not already on the... Super Nintendo Library, Make It Happen Nintendo. It was on the classic, Super Nintendo Classic. Why is this not on the Super Nintendo Switch Online Library? Why is it not in there right now? Make it happen, Nintendo. I don't know what else to say about that, so let's move on. Um, there's an article from MSN that talks about the top-selling Switch games as of right now. So right now, obviously, Skyward Sword has been selling a ton. So there's that. And then we've got Super Mario Odyssey, which definitely deserves to be up there. I played through that. That was a ton of fun. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizon is still selling a ton. Uh, we got Mario Golf, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which that game has been out since about the time the Switch released. I'm surprised to see that on there. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. I really need to get that. I would love to have that right now. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, still selling a lot. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I imagine with the Olympics been going on recently, that probably has something to do with it. Uh, and we didn't get a 2021 edition. Uh, we got Super Mario Party, and then we've got Among Us. And let's see what else we got here. We got Minecraft. Um, I I played a little bit. It's it's hard for me to get into Minecraft. Um, 
probably because it doesn't really have much of a story. I really need to play that, though. I I guess I've kind of uh, got an unpopular opinion with that. I don't hate Minecraft. It's just hard for me to stay interested in it. Uh, we got Celeste, which kind of looks almost like Terraria. I'm not. I've never really heard of that one. Um, Taiko no Tatsuji. Um, I've never really, I've heard of that. I've never really played that, but I guess that's a top seller right now. Uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Uh, that is in the Phoenix Wright uh, world. Uh, I guess it, it's uh, stories that don't have to do with Phoenix Wright himself directly. And then we've got uh, Stardew Valley. I've hyped that game up so much. I love Stardew Valley. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what else I could say about it. It's an amazing game. If you haven't played Stardew Valley, definitely give it a shot. So anyway, that is it for the news. I'm sorry I've had some audio issues here and there where it's cut out. I'm trying to get that um, under control. But as far as what I have been playing, um, really I've just been playing one thing on the Switch, and that is Skyward Sword. I have played a lot of Skyward Sword lately. I was kind of stuck in Lanayru Desert for a while, but I eventually figured that whole thing out. And I actually went through the dungeon and beat the dungeon. So uh, we got some more cutscenes after that, and you actually go back up to Skyloft, and yeah, I guess they're, well, I'm not going to get into spoilers for a 10-year-old game, but I am about to start the next dungeon there, so um, after that, which I guess with um, this uh, Zelda game in particular, you revisit a lot of areas that you've already kind of been through to get uh, more stuff, so, and just continue the story. So, yeah, I am really still liking Skyward Sword, so if you haven't played it yet, definitely pick it up. Uh, and I must say, I'm really enjoying it, and I love the fact that you don't really need to use motion controls with the uh, HD remake um, and so yeah I've, I've mainly been playing in button only mode so yeah um, anyway that is it right now so I'm gonna take a break and then we will talk Minish Cap so stay tuned guys Alright you guys, welcome back after that short break. So let's talk Minish Cap. So as always, um, we've been getting our information from our good friends at ZeldaDungeon.net. So it says here, after Capcom and its scenario writing subsidiary flagship had finished developing Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages for the Game Boy Color, they began working on a new Zelda game for the Game Boy Advance. Work on this title was suspended to allow teams to focus on Four Swords, but in February of 2003, Shigeru Miyamoto and Iaji Anuma, Iaji Anuma, I think is how you pronounce that, I love these Japanese names, announced that the development of what would later be called Diminished Cap was well underway. Nintendo launched a Diminished Cap website in September of 2004 showing concepts of Link's shrinking ability. 
the game had a cartoonish style, art style, similar to Wind Waker, and has its uh, fairy tale setting similar to said game, with the world of tiny fairies and a universal fairy tale story. An effort to make Hyrule Town, or sorry, in an effort to make Hyrule Town the overworld's city hub feel like a living, breathing city with people going about their ordinary lives. This combined with Link's ability to shrink in size allowed for unique angles, sorry, that's my chair, on the perspective of a safe town, turning the town itself into a dungeon of sorts for the players. Anuma was reportedly impressed by what the development team was able to achieve with Hyrule Town, particularly given the restrictions of a 2D game, commenting that it even surpasses Clock Town in Majora's Mask. That is really high praise right there, because we all know how people feel about Clock Town in Majora's Mask. So, the game's gust jar was inspired by a gourd that can suck up anything from the novel Journey to the, sorry, Journey to the West. Several other aspects of the gameplay were inspired directly from lift, sorry, were inspired or directly lifted from Sor from Four Sword and Four Sword Adventures. I really wish I could talk. Both of which the uh, Minish Cap serves as a prequel to. So there's your uh, time setting right there, for, uh, where it fits in the uh, Zelda timeline. So this is a prequel to Four Sword and Four Sword Adventures. So, so um, the gameplay, the shrinking uh, concept to Minish Cap is fleshed out, sorry, is a fleshed out extension of the function of the Nat Hat from Four Swords. A hat which allows Link to shrink to the size of a gnat. So, yeah, that's that's basically what the hat is. It's a living thing, but it allows you to shrink to the size of a uh, picori, the Minish people. The game also contains a joke that uh, pertains to the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons titles in an optional side quest which sees the player aiding three female travelers from the distant lands who are looking for a place to stay. These characters are Din, Nairu, and Faror. So, um, from the Oracle titles, this uh, kind of talk, kind of jokes about a third Oracle game that was scrapped called Oracle of Secrets. I really wish that there would have been a third. Maybe there will be at some point. But the player will only be able to provide housing for two of the three women. So that's the joke there, is that uh, Din and Nehru were able to find a place to live, but not Faror, unfortunately. Um, but their landlord makes a reference to building a third house for the third women, but it never happens. So ah, that's kind of, that's kind of mean, but uh, I get I get it I guess. So um, this is a first in the Zelda series. The game was released in Europe territories before North America. The main cited reason for this was the Nintendo DS with the European DS launch scheduled for uh, spring of 2005, and Nintendo of Europe pushed to make the Minish Cap its handheld Christmas killer app, quote-unquote. Uh, con conversely, Nintendo of America held back on its release so not to cannibalize the DS market. Well, that's uh, 
I guess, uh, nice of them. So, Europe, uh, in Europe, the game was available either as a standalone package game or as a special pack, which included one of only 25,000 limited edition Zelda-themed Game Boy Advance SPs. The Triforce SP is matte gold in color. And it's got a Triforce logo stamped on the lid, so that's uh, kind of cool. So let's talk a little bit about the game itself. So, so as I mentioned, you, this game introduces a new race to the series, which hasn't been in any other game since, and that's the Picori, or the Minish. So these small creatures can only be seen by children, meaning that Link can interact with them throughout the adventure. So um, this kind of goes along with that whole fantasy fairy tale aspect because, you know, where only kids can see, you know, fairies or like Tom Thumb or, you know, Thumbelina or whatever. So um, as I said, this game is in a prequel to the Four Sword and Four Sword Adventures games. So one of the game's primary goals is to gather the four elements in order to restore power to the Four Sword, which of course you use in the Four Sword and Four Sword Adventure games. So this game was only released for the Game Boy Advance for nearly seven years and eventually it became uh, released on the 3DS Virtual Console, which must have been after I got I didn't even remember that being a part of the Virtual Console. Uh, otherwise, I would have been all over it because this is a game that I've only been able to play through uh, using uh, mods and emulators and all that. So, I, which I do need to play more of it. So, yeah, this game has been also released on the Wii U Virtual Console which I don't have a Wii U, but I, again, I would love to play more of this game, but it has been really uh, heralded as a one of the best Zelda games. I know some people, this is at the top of their list as far as favorite Zelda games. So the Minish are referred to as Picori by the Highlands, and basically they're kind of like almost treated as a uh, cryptid in a way or not a cryptid or like more like a myth like uh, just a story that you would tell your kids again a fairy tale aspect so Link is chosen by the King of Hyrule to seek the Picori's help after Vadi uh, he was searching for the life force and he destroyed the Picori blade and he kidnapped, uh, or he petrified Princess Zelda. And Link uh, needs to seek out a way to rescue her and stop Vadi. So along the way, he picks up the uh, Minish Cap, which allows him to shrink in size to where he can actually communicate with the Minish people, the Picori people. And of course, that you know brings about a mechanic to where you can actually go through areas that you wouldn't have been able to before, like logs where there's a hole small enough to where you, or big enough to where you can fit through if you're a minish person. But also that means that things that look like little puddles that you can 
step over normal size becomes huge lakes that you would drown in so really it's a really cool um, aspect that I hope that they visit again so let's uh, let's talk about some of the ratings and reviews um, for this game so game rankings um, rated this in 90.36 Metacritic uh, rated it in 89 and yeah, everywhere else it's either four, fives, nines. Um, <laughs> Nintendo Life ranked it ten stars. Uh, X Play ranked it five. I, I don't know exactly what the you know. I guess that would be ten if it were Nintendo Life. Um, Gamespot uh, nine point one out of ten. GamePro four point six out of five. Game Informer nine point five out of ten. Um, IGN uh, ranks it the 20th best NBA, or not NBA, uh, GBA game of all time. Um, it, uh, GameSpot gave it the best uh, 2005 uh, Game Boy Advance game of the year. So, yeah, it's uh, it ended up selling 97,000 copies its debut week in Japan alone. And this makes it the 62nd best-selling game of 2004 so um, yeah it's I really would love to play this again um, unfortunately I don't have a Game Boy Advance um, so if I did I could play it on my phone but you know how that goes um, they actually sold Minish Cap um, phone strap figures which uh, interesting here's a couple bits of trivia about it so the logo for the minish cap featured in pre-release material and some commercials featured the master sword rather than the four sword in the final game and the master sword isn't actually in the game at all the minish cap is the only main series zelda game with hyrule as its overworld that does not feature a desert so there's no gerudo desert in the minish cap uh, the European version of the Minish Cap, in, in the European version of the Minish Cap, the Mount Cornell mineral water found in Mount Cornell is called hot spring water. I wonder why they changed that. So, um, yeah, that is Minish Cap. And I just realized that we forgot to do uh, new releases and uh, what's coming up sales and deals so um, let's go ahead and do that real quick I apologize I was so worried about my technical issues that I completely uh, forgot that so QuakeCon is going on right now until August 23rd or there's there's sales going on with QuakeCon um, yeah QuakeCon is going on right now and uh, so with that, we got some sales and deals on Bethesda games. Doom Eternal is uh, $59.99 down from $29. Or I'm sorry, it's uh, down from $59.99 to $29.99. Uh, Doom 2016 is $29.99 down from $39.99. Skyrim is uh, $29.99 down from $60. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus is $17.99 down from $59.99. That's a hell of a deal. And I would jump on that if you haven't played it. I've played through that game twice now. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is $6 down from $20. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood Deluxe Edition is $15 down from $30. 
And uh, yeah, um, Necro Barista, which I mentioned earlier, is uh, there's a launch sale going on right now. So if you wish to get this, and um, it is $18.69 down from $21.99. And there are some screenshots here, uh, so it's not just uh, behind the bar, I guess. So, yeah, I might uh, get that. So, all right, let's see what else we got here. So, um, Axiom Verge 2, which I also mentioned earlier, has a launch sale. So, uh, if you get it right now, it is $17.99 down from $19.99. And you can also get the first game for the same price. So if you order Eastward, I'm sorry, Eastward, um, there is a 10% off sale until uh, September 15th. And um, yeah, that is really about it. Oh, there's also a sale on Monster Hunter Generations. The Ultimate Edition is 16 uh, hours down from 40. So um, yeah, I apologize. I didn't uh, take care of this earlier. Like I said, I... I was having some issues with um, technology, you know how it is. Um, ooh, um, I'm also seeing uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition. It is $15 down from $30. Um, Jurassic, Jurassic World Evolution, uh, the Complete Edition is half off, $30 down from $60. And um, yeah, I'm not really seeing much else of note. So, um, anyway, that is going to be about it for the Minish Cap. Um, like I said, it, I don't have a ton of experience with this game, but it is, uh, Heralded is, uh, one of the best Zelda games in a lot of people's opinions. Um, definitely the best, uh, portable one. So, yeah, that will be an episode. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are on the Minish Cap. I know the Player Way podcast, uh, I think one of them recently completed this game and uh, they were excited that I was going to be covering it. So yeah, um, check them out too. Uh, they're a nice little, they like, they are kind of a general gaming podcast, but a lot of what they talk about is Nintendo stuff. So I would like to thank the Hive as always for sponsoring this podcast. I apologize that I was having some technical issues earlier. But if you would like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my personal accounts are iangold08, and you can follow the show at Nintendo.p. I'm also on Discord quite a bit. Uh, just I'm on a lot of different feeds. You can find me at Sulior. I still stream from time to time at twitch.tv slash Sulior. I played some Cyberpunk and some, um, what else did I play? I played The Ascent because that was heralded as the best Cyberpunk game of 2021. Um, I'll talk about that probably when I do Tamriel Adventures. And yeah, just I've been streaming some Fallout 76 and I think I might have streamed a little bit of ESO, I'm not sure. But yeah, twitch.tv slash If you would like to support the show, um, the best way is to get the word out. Um, just tell your friends about this uh, nice little Nintendo podcast, or you can also leave a rating and review 
on Apple Podcasts. I do not remember the last time that somebody has left a rating and review. And, um, yeah, um, that's going to be a show. So, as always, stay tuned for more Nintendo. Thank you.